0: Hello. Before we get started on today's podcast, I wanted to ask for your grace. There's probably going to be some car sounds and different sounds in the background. I'm recording this from a condo in Orlando. So I ask that you have just a little grace today and uh, just be patient with the background noise. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the Agape Leaders Podcast. This week, we have a chat with Dr. Greg Mays. As always, I'm so excited to be back here with you. And today we have um, a continuing episode of these random thoughts. And I like to call them random thoughts because there is no, there's no real structure. I'm talking about different topics and they don't necessarily connect. And so I call them random thoughts so that you won't find yourself trying to figure out what, what does this have to do with that? Uh, the answer is nothing. And so the first thing I want to get into today is name changes. When God changes a name or when God does not change a name. And, and I want to talk a little bit about a couple of people whose names were changed in the Bible. And then I want to talk about a friend of mine who uh, purposefully did not change his name, and you'll you'll understand more later, and and what God did in and through his life uh, as he remained, uh, quote, unquote, the same person. But for those of us who don't know, and I think many of us probably do, Abraham, when we meet him in the Bible, we meet him I'm, I'm, I'm here and I want to say we meet him in chapter 12 and the the Bible tells us that the this is the account of correction yeah this is the account of Terah's family line and uh, it says Terah became the father of Abram Nahor and Haran this is chapter 11 and uh, verse 27 and so we get introduced to Abram there and verse 29 says Abram and Nahor Nahor both married the name of Abram's wife was Sarai and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah and she was the daughter of Haran the father of both Milcah and Iscah uh, well what ultimately happens is Nahor uh, dies and Abr- Abram takes his son Lot to kind of you know, take care of him and watch over him so in verse 12 we read the correction chapter 12 verse 1 we read the lord had said to abram go from your country your people and your father's household to the land i will show you and so we begin to take this journey with abram who is the son of terah and abram like i said he takes lot because Lot's father had died. And so you read through and you get to you get to read about the kind of the favor of the Lord as it rested on as it rested on Abram and Lot. And so God tells Abram that he's going to have a son and he explains to him that Uh, he's going to have this son and that his people were you know going to be uh there's going to be many nations coming through him he says in fact uh do not be afraid abram in chapter 15 he says i am your shield your very great reward and that's god talking to abram and you know so abram says sovereign lord what can you give me since i remain childless and he talks about how one of his servants is going to inherit all that he has. Uh, and, and so God says, this man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him aside and he said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If, it, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. I want to take a side note here. When I was in Saudi Arabia and uh, in support of Desert Shield, the skies, the the stars are just so numerous. You know, if you live in a city, when you look up to the sky, oftentimes because of the light in the city, it's difficult to really appreciate. The number of stars that are out there seems like they get a little washed. But if you find yourself maybe out in the country where they don't have street lights and they don't have all these other lights and, and you're in an open area where there's you know you're not hindered by trees or things like that, you can look up to the sky and see an amazing picture of just how many stars there are. And so when you see that and you understand that, and then you hear God say, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them, you understand just what he was saying to Abram in that time. And so Abram believes him and he goes on uh, to try to make this happen. And you can read about that in chapter 16. where. Sarai gives her maidservant Hagar over to Abram so that Abram can have this child that God has promised him. And of course, that was a mistake and uh, that didn't work out how God or how they thought it would. And so I want to run you over to chapter 17. And this is where, you know, with a little bit of patience, Abram would have been able to experience this without, you know, and there's without having this other son and all the problems that that created just for his house. But look here in chapter 17, says when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty, walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you, and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you i will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after after you for the generations to come to be your god and the god of your descendants after you the whole land of canaan where you now reside as a foreigner i will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you and i will be their god that is a promise and god changes his name from abram which means exalted father to abraham which means uh, father of many in reference to god saying that he is going to be a father of many nations and so it's important to understand that when God took and changed Abram's name to Abraham, he didn't just change it arbitrarily. Abram was an exalted father. He was a good man. He didn't have any kids, but his name meant exalted father. But then when God did decide, I'm going to give you kids and and he made his covenant, he changes his name to a father of many. And we also read that as father of many nations. And so this idea of God changing a name to match what somebody is doing, had me thinking about my friend, Romaldo David Alvarez, uh, coach Romaldo David Alvarez. And many people call him coach chop. Well, years ago and i'm not going to tell his story because it's not mine to tell but i am going to give you highlights years ago when uh was in high school he (laughs) he was what you might call a quote-unquote problem child and he was a good guy but you know he was rambunctious and kind of did what he wanted to do and I won't go into any specific stories because like I said, it's his testimony to tell how he wants to tell it and what he wants to share. But needless to say, as he got older and he came to know the Lord and asked to give his life over to Jesus Christ, and and that definitely has happened. If you know him, then you know that is a man of God. And so he and I had a conversation. And I talked to him about maybe not going by pork chop anymore. And he said, no, I still want to go by pork chop. He said, I want people to know that uh, you can change. And I thought, you know, hmm, that's going to be interesting. I wonder if people are going to give him a chance. And because God is so important to him and he has been so he is 180. He is not like he was before. Was it a process? Of course it was. Uh, And is he still going through the process? Yeah, we all are. I am still going through the process. God is still changing me and adjusting my life to who I am and who he wants me to be. But when it comes to uh, Coach Chop, something that I started, I, I wrote down rather, and you know, I write down podcast ideas. Here's what I wrote down. I said. When David was a kid, they called him Porkchop. He got in trouble and was not the best example of who a person should be. When he started serving in the Mulberry city and schools, he decided to keep the name Chop. But now he goes by Coach Chop. It reminds me of Joseph telling his brothers, what you meant for evil, God used for good. Porkchop was a knucklehead, Coach Chop is a respected man of God that people look to for Christ-like guidance. Not a name change, but a heart change. You know, you may want to go somewhere and reinvent yourself, and you may even want to be called by a different name. You know, We look at Abram and Abraham, and that was a, a bit different than what we're talking about, but I wanted you to understand that it does happen that people's names do get changed by God? Jacob, his name was changed to Israel, and I won't say that the name got changed, but we do see Jesus calling Peter. He called his name is Simon, and we, you know, we see him say Simon, and then in Matthew 16, after after Simon has identified Jesus as the Messiah and. Jesus is saying, you know, that is not of your own, that the reason why you even knew to call me the Messiah is because God revealed it to you. And this is how he says it, Uh, it says, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock i will build my church and the gates of hades will not overcome it now there there is discussion uh and i don't think there should be but there is discussion as to whether or not jesus meant that peter himself was the foundation of the church uh or what and i believe without a shadow of a doubt that the on this even though he says you are peter and on this i will build my church Uh, he's talking about the knowledge that he is that jesus is the messiah he's the one that god sent to be the salvation the redemptive sacrifice for the world but some people think that uh, he means peter because peter does mean rock Uh, petro or or peter uh, means rock and so Uh, that is that is why people believe that so so that's a time where you see jesus you know simon is his name but they begin to call him peter so those are kind of name changes well with with coach chop with my friend david his name doesn't get changed you know god he he doesn't decide to stop allowing himself to be called pork chop you know coach chop and what has happened is an amazing redemptive story and and maybe i'll have him on here one day and let him share his story but i but i want you to understand if you are changed if you have allowed god to make that change in your life then allow that change to be complete don't go back to who you were you know it would be easy for david to, to slip back into his old ways, but that is not who he is. That's not even close to who he is. Yeah. I would encourage you uh, to, to, to reach out. And uh, I may, I may even put his, his contact information, like his Facebook page or his Instagram page on here, uh, because that is a man who just really loves life and lives life well. You know, we invited him out to speak the, uh, a few weeks ago at uh, the Lakeland Vineyard Youth, and he made this comment. He was talking about heaven, and he said, heaven, in a nutshell, is being in the presence of God. And he said, you can have heaven on earth as long as you seek the presence of God. And I think that is so in. If you are seeking the presence of God, then you're experiencing heaven. What we struggle with is we actually think that we can just uh, do what we want here and then we'll wait to get to heaven to experience God. Or or we have to be with God to experience heaven, however you want to say that. And I think that the reality is when Jesus says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given or added unto you, I think we underestimate the importance of that. We are to seek God first, but there's a benefit to that. When we seek the presence of God, and when we are in the presence of God, at that time, we are experiencing heaven. God says, uh, or Jesus says, uh, uh, you know, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, so in a real sense, if we are seeking God and we are in the presence of God, then we are at the same time experiencing heaven. I thought that was a really good comment that uh, David made, Coach Chop made. Uh, And I wanna close this, these random thoughts with this comment. I wrote it down, and this is for my parents out there. A child has never been a parent, but a parent has been a child. We, parents, need to be better at seeing things from their, children's, perspective. And then I wrote down the word wisdom with an exclamation point. If you have been a child and you know what it's like to be a child and now you're a parent it is important for you to take the perspective or try to see things from the perspective of the child because you've been that. For you to ask your child to see things from your perspective, it's difficult for them because they have no idea what it's like to be a parent. Think about how your life changed the second that you became a parent. You had, there was, there was no Hesitation in loving your child. There was no hesitation in caring for your child, having an overwhelming love for your child. You can't expect your child to understand that when you're trying to tell them something and they're trying to tell you something or they do something and you forget to look at it from their perspective. You can't expect them to understand it from your perspective. They've never been a child. And you know, in your hearing, the Lord is putting something on my heart, and it's this. Thank you, Jesus. You're a Christian, and you're looking at a non-believer who, who's doing things that you know go contrary to the will of God, and you get upset at them. But here's the thing, they're not a Christian. They're not saying things from your perspective. They're just living their life. And you getting upset at them and expecting them to do things a certain way, that's not on them. That is on you because you're the Christian. You do what God has called you to do. You can't be out here expecting them to be doing what God has called you and other Christians to do. Now. If they decide to accept what Jesus did on the cross for the forgiveness of their sins, then by all means, pull them aside, talk to them. Hey, I noticed you were doing this, you know, do you want to talk about it? Because we don't condemn, we don't judge, we are not called to do that. But we are called to talk to and pull aside and have conversations with uh, non-believers or people who are, not non-believers, but people who are new in Christ, kind of help them walker people who have been walking with christ for years uh, everybody needs that love and guidance but just remember just like a child cannot truly see things from a parent's perspective a non-believer cannot truly see things from a christian's perspective so have patience when you're out there working and witnessing uh, to people Well, I will tell you that that episode, uh, some sections went longer than I planned and other sections were just right on uh, time. I pray that that was something that was beneficial to you, uh, just to understand that uh, who you are is who you are. And if you're walking in Christ, then be who Christ has called you to be, no matter what name you go by and and remember that a uh, heaven in a nutshell is being in the presence of God and finally for my parents out there remember that the child your child cannot see things from your perspective no matter how much you want them to because they've never been a parent it's very difficult to see things from a perspective when you've never been that. And just like that parent who needs to have grace for the child, will you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, have grace for people who don't believe what you believe? Be patient with them and show them why they should want to seek Jesus Christ and have a relationship with him. Don't try to tell them, show them by how you live and how you love. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just say thank you and praise you for this episode. Thank you for uh, just uh, the love that you always show us. So thankful for you. So thankful. Lord, I pray for this listener. I pray that whatever needs they have, that they would seek you and that you would begin to show them the first step and that they would take that step in faith and then continue to take steps. And before they know it, everything that you've called them to do they'll be doing and and everything that you've asked them to endure they will have endured it and so thank you so much for this specific listener i'm really joining them in prayer and father we're always lifting up this this ministry and we're praying that you are reaching the people that you've called us to and it's it's such an important ministry thank you for entrusting us with it as always we pray these things in jesus name Well, that's all we have for this week's Agape Leaders Podcast. Until next time, you have a blessed week.